shot and a great save by Dane St. Clair. Shot by Matt DeRosa, and it's in! Matt DeRosa puts the Terps up 1-0. Staden coming forward now, he had two last week. He winds up the left-footed shot, it sneaks into the bottom corner. Bin outside the box, a shot with the right foot, and it's in! Paul Bin wins it for the Terps! Now Sadis plays inside the 18th, the shot, and a goal for the Terps! Leaves it for Herbe, cutting it back to the middle, and it's in! Paul Bin gets the goal for Maryland. Elney has the room, he shoots it in! Maryland has a 1-0 lead on the goal from the senior, Sebastian Elney. Eli Cronali, the deep free kick sent into the box now. Hervé there, the back post, and it's through the legs and in. Donovan Vines is claiming it as the 6-5 man does a cartwheel on the far side, doubling Maryland's lead. And that'll do it. Maryland's California dream have become a reality. For the first time in a decade, the Terps are national champions. Ladies and gentlemen, get on your feet and welcome your Ludwig Lowdown, featuring Brendan Hartlove and Tom Hendo. Welcome into episode 13 of the Ludwig Lowdown, our Maryland men's soccer podcast here on WMUC Sports Radio. I'm Brendan Hartlove, joined in the studio again by Tom Hindle. Tom, welcome back. Thank you for having me once again. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm fluctuating in and out at this point. You, you are a little bit. Your your seat is getting increasingly hot. Um, with not unlike a certain Premier League manager. I knew you were going to have some way to work that in. <laughs> um, so this is episode 13. We have a teenager of a podcast. Lovely. And so, like the teenage years, it will be rather unpredictable here in the <laughs> postseason um, because we don't know. Obviously, the different results of the game. We don't know if Maryland's going to win certain games, how far they're going to get, where they'll end up traveling to. So it will be a roller coaster of emotions, just like parenting a teenager, I would assume. I was going to say you would know. I, I, I do not. I was actually, and I hope my mom can vouch for this, I was quite a delightful teenager. Um, <laughs> so I think I provided very little in terms of... Uh, uh, difficulty or challenges to to her parenting so um fair enough yeah I, uh, so that's kind of my spiel in the whole we don't <laughs> know when we're going to be able to do these podcasts we don't know um how many more they're going to be um and so you guys will find out when we do um and so i mean obviously our plan is to go and do these as deep as maryland goes in the postseason and then it, i mean we could be doing one Next week, that wraps up the season. We could be doing one in the middle of December that wraps up another championship win. Know. So you you have absolutely no idea. Um, but then we do have some ideas to actually continue this a bit out of season as well and just sporadically yeah. doing podcasts. Obviously not a weekly thing because, um, believe it or not, I do have other responsibilities. That, really? Uh, yeah, a little That's bit. boring. Well, I'm doing a women's basketball game tonight. Um, so wow. I, I do other sports. I did the – I think we talked about I last do time. Do I, I, I do other sports. Uh, just It's been very limited in the, in the fall because, obviously, I'm always doing soccer and I'm always doing this podcast, so I haven't been able to, to take on as many more. But I did um, Friday night. I did this game, the Maryland, the soccer game. I did, yes. Um, then I did men's basketball for BTN on Saturday. And I did women's basketball for BTN on Sunday. Then Monday, we had the little tournament selection thing. And then I helped out with the left bench TV, did a little segment there about men's soccer. Then Tuesday, Tuesday? Tuesday, I was at practice and shot a story on the DeRosas that will be coming out on social media soon. Wednesday night, plug, plug. yep, plug, plug. Um, my Paul Ben one will also be out soon as well. Did plug, a story plug, on plug. him. Very, very big plug there. Um, so that was all Tuesday. We're recording this on Wednesday. I'm doing women's basketball tonight. 
tomorrow, Thursday night, I will be doing the men's soccer game for BTN. We will also have it on WMUC, obviously. Um, and then I will be at the basketball game Friday night. Woo! And then if Maryland uh, gets the win over Iona Thursday night, um, spoiler alert, that's who they're playing, then I'll be heading down to Wake Forest. I will, I will be there. So, um, You want to know my week in comparison? What? Saturday, watched Harry Potter. Oh, good Lord. Went grocery <laughs> shopping. And then in the four days since, I've been writing a 10-page paper about uh, newspapers and periodicity in early 17th century England. And if that isn't the sexiest topic you've ever heard for a paper, I don't know what is. I was going to say I fell asleep halfway through that sentence. So. Thank you very much. Um, so we will now get into uh, the, the actual content of this podcast after our regularly scheduled three minutes of ranting about absolute nonsense <laughs> um, that, that hopefully doesn't make people turn off the podcast before it even gets started. But um, So the last Maryland game was last friday the semifinals of the big 10 tournament against indiana in college park there was a lot of hype surrounding that game absolutely um and i would argue that the the hype delivered because it was a, a fascinating fascinating game now yeah. while maryland did not get the win it was just a very interesting game to watch from many different angles and we'll do the kind of uh, we, we won't do the normal play-by-play kind of thing that we normally do because it was scoreless going into double overtime. So yeah. it doesn't necessarily make sense to walk through every single stage of the game. Now, what I can tell you is that from the get-go, Indiana was on the front foot. Absolutely. They ended up with 22 shots to Maryland's six Yikes. in the entirety of that game. Now, the game went 103 minutes, um, and so a lot of shots. And it was kind of Maryland trying to weather the storm a little bit and absorb that pressure and their defense held very strong it was it was a lot of good play by the back line and we talked about box defending this year and like kind of with crosses and balls coming into the box how the center backs and defenders kind of deal with that and I mean to not concede a goal with nine shots in the first half 11 in the second and then two in double overtime um, you did not concede from the run of play yeah, I mean, Maryland, that, that was the focus, right? There's been a lot, as you said, box defending, and Maryland's been incredibly polarized with that. Yeah. Sometimes they've been brilliant, other times it's been really iffy. And to be honest, they probably turned in their best performance in terms of box defending mm-hmm. all season. Now, I will say that they were very fortunate that Indiana missed a few big chances, oh. especially in the first oh, half. goodness, yes. But uh, Ben and Matt DeRosa, you know, credit to them, blocking a lot of crosses, often facing like two-on-ones because Indiana's fullbacks pushed up so yeah. much, they they really held down those areas when they perhaps shouldn't have been able to. Yeah, and you talk about impressive performances. I would argue the most impressive performance on that field on the day was Nicholas Neumann, the Maryland freshman Absolutely. goalkeeper. Eight saves, new career high for the freshman, and stood on his head. Yeah. Just complete, and it's not like oh he caught one in the midriff. Like no, he's making tips over the crossbar on free kicks and coming out making really really big saves that kept Maryland in the game. And it was difficult for Maryland to get momentum in that match, but Neumann did his best. And when your keeper comes up with big saves, you get a little kind of jolt of energy and think that okay he's keeping us in this. Let's do our part to kind of go and and repay the the kind of protection that he's given us back there. They weren't exactly able to do that, but he performed admirably and showed exactly why he's, I think, Big Ten, all Big Ten second team. Yeah. Um, and Was all Big Ten tournament team as well. Yeah, exactly, for a very, very good reason. 
And to be honest, you know, your goalie should never have to make that many saves. And no. I think, you know, you as a goalie, <laughs> Brendan, is something that you'd be first to, or you'd oh, be quick yeah. to point out rather. Oh, yeah. But you know what? He he just said, what was it after the game? I was just in the zone. Yeah. And he kind of had this feeling that anything that they shoot, I'm going to stop. Yeah. And to be fair, for a long time, mm-hmm. it that was the case. But I'd also like to point out that it wasn't just it wasn't just instinctive saves. No. The way that he shepherded that back line, the way he communicated, his distribution was there. And I think for a long time it's been it's been clear that he's He's very talented, obviously. Mm-hmm. He has the physical build, and this was the first time all season that you really saw him put everything together and on a big stage as well. Yeah. So that's just an incredibly encouraging sign. He's looking towards the future. Very commanding presence in the back, um, and I think he's a very well-rounded goalkeeper. I would yeah. argue probably the weakest part of his game is distribution. Yeah, and that's I mean obviously that's very important in the modern game, modern game and stuff. But that's just a testament to how good his shot stopping is. How his ability to read the game is fantastic. Um, just positioning, directing his defense, um, and just kind of seeing things unfold before they actually unfold, and being able to be there to to make some saves and things like that. Yeah, and that's just all, also a problem for young goalies, especially when you when you have played for. When you've kind of gotten this far in your career by just being a just quote unquote just mm-hmm. being a great shot stopper yeah. or just being able to kick the ball far, right? <laughs> You're suddenly at a point where, hang on, I need to not only be the the goalie but also the playmaker. Yeah, and I think he'll adjust to that. Yeah, and so I would what, one thing I was really impressed about because sometimes when you see goalkeepers come in as freshmen. It's a and Nichols talked about it on the podcast how he wants to kind of get into sports psychology and everything because as a goalkeeper, yeah. it's such a mentally psychologically demanding position right. that it can kind of make or break your your psyche sometime. And so after the game, I chatted with him before he actually did the media, and the one thing I was very impressed about was he was not down on himself. He was not obviously he was disappointed in the result, yeah. but he was not like. Oh, like I'm. I really wish I could have done better. I wish I could have saved that because he very well could have saved that penalty kick. That I mean, we'll, we will get to. But he just his mentality was still after the game very positive, very kind of level-headed. And for a freshman to come in and kind of in his first really big kind of game on the line type of situation, he still had came out with a very good kind of headspace, if if you will. Yeah, so. and he, he reflected that in availability, obviously, as mm-hmm. well, when you kind of have, like, phones in your face. Yeah. He was very calm. He answered Composed. my questions in particular, you know, not to show off. <laughs> but, no, he was just – it was obviously a difficult situation. You've just lost a big game, and yeah. he was – very composed. He was somehow quite charming given the he situation. That, I, 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 I've had the privilege of being around this team like a lot, like a practice really? and everything. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> um, and I mean, from the get go, Nicholas has just been a fantastic guy. Just yeah. such a happy, upbeat, positive. And I mean, that kind of goes to show, like after the game and everything, is there's very little that gets this kid down. True. And I mean, I say kid, he's like a six foot one, like physical. Like, yeah, but he's also younger than this. So hot. No, no, he's not. He's our age. He's 20 years old. When's his birthday? I don't know. I did, this did not come <laughs> up. We're not that close. Um, but, um, no, because he, I mean, because, like, like, Johannes is probably, like, 37 or something. I yeah, don't know. That, kid, that, that kid's, like, a grandfather. Um, but, yeah, so, Nicholas, 
is just always a very good guy. When I first actually was able to introduce myself before we went up to do the podcast, I don't yeah. think I've told this story on, on the podcast. Um, but he and I have like chatted before, and like I talked about when he showed me the pictures of his eye on his phone and everything sure. like that. But we were finally able to introduce ourselves. And I was like, hey, I'm Brandon. He was like, hey, I'm Nicholas. And I said, I know. And so we were like walking up to the press box to do the podcast. And he was like, so you were a goalkeeper too, right? And I was just kind of like, how do you know? I was like, yeah, how, how did you know that? I was like, oh, I saw it on Instagram. I was like, oh, okay. But then the more I thought about it, I have not posted a picture of me playing goalkeeper since high school. I'm now in my junior year oh of college. Oh, my gosh. So I'm not saying that Nicholas Instagram stalked me, but he, he very well might have. Um, Great kid, though. Not a bad thing. Picture of you and me on your Instagram, actually, where you're wearing goalie stuff. But can you, but can you tell, though? Like, cause Isn't there a connection, a mutual understanding between goalies? Yeah, but you you didn't see like the number one on my chest or anything. It was just like a long sleeve gray shirt. I might have had my gloves in my hand. But you know like... what? Everyone go follow Brendan <laughs> on Instagram and you can decide. Yeah, anyway. So, but the whole point of that is Nicholas is a fantastic kid and he's still coming out of that very big performance from him despite the negative result. Yeah. was still very positive, uh, very good outlook kind of on the game and just very composed afterwards. So, Agreed. Very long-winded way of getting to all that, but you, you see the point. And so another big moment in the, main, the game is when Matt DeRosa cleared one off the line. Second time the kid's done it this My year. My lord. I don't know why I'm calling all these guys kids, but just, you know what I mean. Um, so <laughs> you see, you've been hanging out with them too I, much. I now. have. I was I was with Matt and Ben a lot yesterday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he just, and I talked about it on the broadcast, is he does exactly what you want the fullback to do kind of in that situation. Goes over to the weak side, your goalkeeper gets pulled out to kind of close down the, the angle a little bit, and you fall in on the line. You're able to make those clearances. And one of my favorite moments of that game is when Matt, like, clears it off the line, and it ricochets right in Nicholas's arms. Nicholas gets up and, like, grabs him by the head, gives him a big kiss, and then, like, shoves him away <laughs> kind of thing. Um, Go over there, yeah, you crazy it's like, kid. Good stuff, good stuff. Now let's keep going. <laughs> Um, so there was that, but again, like just an onslaught of Indiana shots, um, oh, time after time. And uh, they did, uh, you mentioned a few minutes ago, they had several golden opportunities. I mean, to the back post wide open and just couldn't put it on frame. This game could have been over in the first half. Yeah. And it, it wasn't. I mean, I was just watching the film back. I counted at least three occasions on which absolutely should have scored. Yeah. And bear in mind as well, Indiana probably has one of the best attacks in the nation. Mm-hmm. Sure, they're young, but let's be honest, youth in college soccer, eh, so what? Yeah. But class kids coming out of academies, US some of the best. Team, yeah. Probably the best best freshman class in the nation in a, in a while. Hands down. And they just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Should have been, should have been over, but, but hey. Yeah. And so, I mean, Maryland was very fortunate kind of in those instances to escape with the nil-nil going into overtime. Sure. And then it kind of had the overtime feel of, are we going to go to penalty kicks again? Yeah. We did a year ago in the Big Ten tournament semifinals between these exact same two teams, and Indiana got the better of Maryland there. But um, it was – I mean, I – what was I doing? I was rewatch or I was watching the champ the Big Ten championship game and it showed some of the highlights from last year's semifinal. Sure. And the goal the PK goal that won it for Indiana, I would argue, and this is where I do kind of put some criticism on the team. Dane could have saved that. Saved really? that penalty kick. Absolutely. Yeah. He got his arm down and just didn't have it strong enough to be able to push it out. Was it Gutman who buried it? No. I don't think so. I forget who I it was. I vaguely remember the the play, but Yeah, I, I don't know. Um but I think Dane definitely could have saved that. And I know we talked about that last year. Obviously, we didn't have the podcast to talk about it, but we, we did talk about it. Sure. Um, so I think it was one of those things where I think Maryland could have gotten it done this year in PKs. Yeah. Um, but in the 103rd minute, 
there is a quote handball in the box. And I'll say quote because I'll explain that in a second. Okay. Um, handball in the box against Matt DeRosa. Uh, Soren Stoika was our head official that what night. A name. Why I don't why I remember that I don't know. Um, uh, fun fact: He's been responsible for three of Maryland's four VAR decisions this year. Really? Yeah, he loves to go to the monitor. Wow. I know I, I know I'd said his name a lot this year, which is probably why I still remember it. Um, but he called the handball in the box, Maryland pleading their case, but nonetheless, um, it's given Jack Mayer the center back, sophomore captain center back, which it, I mean it's 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 rare in soccer to see a center back, especially a what is he six three, six four center back. He's not exactly like a Johannes Bergman where he's like no, very not. savvy like ball playing, no. like Good set piece taker. Um, stepped up and converted his second penalty kick of, of the year. And it was very well taken penalty kick right yeah. to the goalkeeper's bottom right-hand side. Nicholas Neumann went the right way, almost got it, um, but snuck in. Indiana comes out with it. And so we want to go back to kind of the handball decision. There's so much debate and controversy at all levels, all countries about what is a handball, what's the interpretation of the rule kind of no thing. No standardization No, either. no standardization. And so we asked um, Justin Geelan after the game about it. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I didn't really have like a great view of it, but he was like, Matt DeRose is a pretty, because it was on Matt and Matt got booked for essentially dissent for arguing with the referee, kind of pleading his case. Yeah. And Justin was like, yeah, and you know, Matt's, Matt's a pretty honorable kid. So for the fact that he got booked for, Arguing with the referee means that he probably had a pretty good case. He's a he's a pretty stand up kid, so he doesn't get fired up about too much. And he's sure. very right about that. Like, I mean, Ben is a little more like outgoing, a little more fiery than Matt, um, at least from what we've been able to see, kind of thing. Absolutely. But, but Matt got Matt got booked, and Justin's explanation or his view on the penalty kick was that well, if Matt says it wasn't, it probably wasn't. Yeah. So, um, but obviously, and it was very hard to see a great replay angle. But I think from what we have seen, that I think it was. Was a, was a penalty kick. Yeah, I mean, his he, he was doing what a fullback or anyone blocking a shot is supposed to do. He yeah, put his hands behind, behind his back and tried to block it with his shoulder. But if I remember correctly, Aiden Morris kind of fake shot, pushed it out. Yeah. And then after he did, uh, Matt DeRose's arm kind of Came went out up. a little bit. And yeah. it's just one yeah. of those that the referee's going to point to the spot to because there was clearly movement of the arm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't natural. Right. And it wasn't necessarily, hey, I'm going to block this with my arm, but his arm had come out, the ball struck it in that exact situation. So it's kind of exactly, it's viewed as an unnatural movement. Yeah. And so I know I said it on the broadcast. I know I said it to the Hoosier Network guys that were in town. Um, but to have, for Indiana to have 22 shots in that game and so many great opportunities, great build up plays that resulted in chances for it to be a handball penalty kick in the 103rd minute was a pretty unfitting way to decide this game very anticlimactic exactly and so i mean nonetheless that is how it went and um so indiana goes on to play on championship sunday against michigan which was not a great game. It's supposed to be a rubbish game. I didn't watch all it of was it. I had it on in the background. I I got I got back after doing women's basketball and put on the television. And Indiana, they went into penalty kicks. And Indiana had two shots in the last minute of double overtime. Their only shots or their last shots to come before those in the last minute of double overtime. Thirty eighth minute. 
They didn't have a single shot in between. It just was not a great game to My watch gosh. at all. And so it was a side and penalty kicks. Indiana won. Um, so, I mean, it was just kind of one of those things where had Maryland been able to get out, would they have been able to match up with Michigan? Would it have been a better game? I don't know. Mm. There's, there's, no, there's no way of Tough knowing. To say. Yeah, and it's just one of those what ifs. So um, I'm, I don't think there was really anything else to come out of that Indiana game that is worth discussing. Maryland, Indiana. Well, actually, one thing I would say sure. actually was the disconnect in Maryland's attack. Yeah, that was that was very evident. That is one thing. That is one thing that definitely needs noting, and it obviously serves as a stark contrast to what's happened, especially over the last couple of weeks. I mean, even though, what if you think back to the that Michigan game, mm-hmm. the last the last game of the of the regular season, even there. When Maryland lost four two yep. in the end, they they looked good going forward. They still had their moments, and against Northwestern, so one nil win in terrible conditions, oh, yeah. but still had good moments. After the first maybe like five minutes, when Maryland maybe looked a bit sharp coming out the gate, mm-hmm. otherwise there was almost nothing there yep. in the final third, and that that's something that's concerning. And I think, I think a, a pattern you've seen is that Maryland's defending over the past two years, maybe longer, maybe even historically, is always going to be a, a good standard, yeah. right? That that standard of defending isn't really going to drop. No. And arguably, going forward, it's probably going to get better, but that's a conversation Different. for way in the future. Oh, yeah. But that attack is, you know, over the last couple of years, kind of almost just been lagging behind Since Gordon Wilde. Yeah, it's kind of been lagging behind him. Well, bit. since Gordon Wilde's first season, not a second season, because he was yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Well, I mean, it's true. Yeah, but the, on on gosh, what was it? Friday night. Friday yeah. night. Yeah. It, I don't know it what was. That is. Yeah, I've <laughs> lost lost track. Too much Harry Potter watching, clearly. Goodness. Uh, but they they just haven't looked. They haven't looked there. They they didn't look at that same level, mm-hmm. and that that was what was concerning to yeah. me. Because if you hold a team that's playing so well mm-hmm. to nothing for 102 minutes and all that, all that needs is just one shot yeah just one quick counter attack and it wasn't there yeah. so so that's that would be my biggest takeaway yeah for sure and that's something i meant to to mention too because when i was at practice yesterday sash came over to me before the team got there you mentioned that right yeah and he was like so what are you seeing from the team and i was like you mr 27 year veteran three fame. national champions greatest coach in college soccer history or in the conversation for it is asking me a 20 year old broadcaster um but uh, <laughs> i mean it, it, it's all came true yeah no i mean that's not i mean sasha and i have this conversations a lot but um i was just kind of like yeah i mean like we we talked he and i talked about it before just kind of not able to make those make those chances and, and make it happen and yeah. I, I told him it's not like and i think we talked about this i think i guess it was on the podcast or maybe it was you and i off air is that this team has fantastic chemistry about them. There's been several times Absolutely. where things have gone wrong, and it's been for a lack of execution and just kind of not being on the same page with each other. It's It has been the lack of execution is what I mean. It's been they've had the ideas. They know where each other are. They're kind of all on the same page. They understand what to do. It's just they haven't been able to quite put ex- it together. Put it together, exactly. Yeah. And, and he, he agreed with me, and he said I think part of that is kind of um, the guys just not exactly having their legs throughout this long difficult packed season and it's not it's it's not as much the whole I mean obviously it's in part due to the like quick turnarounds and everything but Northwestern was last Sunday and then Indiana was Friday 
Is that yes. right? So, I mean, you have several days in between. He, that's not the point he was making. He was talking about Maryland's played one of the most difficult schedules in the country. And they've had so many high-quality opponents and very kind of back-to-back quick turnarounds a lot. And they were expecting to have Paul Ben, expecting to have Brian Padilla, expecting to have Will William James Rivet healthy and have these guys being able to contribute. They kind of just lost a little bit there that your your depth goes, a little bit of your quality goes. Yeah. And it just it requires a lot more from everybody else, which now come I don't even know what month of the season this is episode thirteen, so thirteen weeks into the season. Yeah. Um August 29th was season opener. There you go. So whatever that math is, it's a long ways away. And so yeah. these guys have been going really hard every day, every week, multiple games a week, and it takes a lot out of you. So I think once you get into the postseason, you see that from a lot of teams. It's not just a Maryland thing. And he was very quick to point that out, too. Yeah. He said other teams are going through the same thing. But for us, it has been a real challenge. And I think that was kind of evident on, on Friday night against Indiana is the guys are on the same page. They know what to do. It's not like they don't have it figured out. It's just that they could not – get those opportunities to just kind of, like you said, just put it all together. Yeah. So that's my closing thought on, therein, on the matter. Therein lies the problem, and that more or less sums yes. it up. And so that's something that has to be kind of addressed and fixed going into the postseason. I know that's been a big point of emphasis in practice the, the past few days. So um, so I didn't really give a great rundown. I didn't give a rundown at the beginning of the show like I normally do, just because, again, postseason, it's weird. Yes. I don't know what day it is. Um so we just did our recap uh, on Indiana, sure. if, if you didn't notice. Sure. Um, and so we're actually going to have an interview with uh, David Kovacic, the Slovenian freshman Love who has it. been tearing up the Terps midfield. Um, and so th- he was one of the guys that we didn't want to um, have on too early in the year because, I mean, his English hasn't been great. He's only been in the country for a few months. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of the same thing with Nicholas, although Nicholas's English is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but David has a fantastic personality that we have seen time and time oh again. Oh, my gosh. He's one of those guys that I put up there with Eric Matsalevich and Nicholas Neumann that are just kind of clowns. And, I mean, yeah. a lot of them are, really, but they they stand out. And so David is one of those. And, I mean, you – I mean, from a tactical perspective, your article that's coming out – Wednesday? Today is Wednesday? Yeah, so this evening. So by the time – it is out. It is out when you're listening to this. this. So, yeah. So once you're done here, go read Tom's article, but not if you're driving because that's dangerous. Um, (laughs) Because I know a lot of people listen to this in the car. Um, Wow. So what? I just just would be interested to see the – I mean, I don't have no. I just know that from people like right, telling yeah, me, yeah, like, yeah, "Oh, yeah, listen yeah. to the car." I know the Cronali family listens to this in the on their drives in from from Ohio every weekend. And Eli's parents told me that they they enjoy kind of queuing them up as they as they come in for Ludwig. So that's quite um, lovely, though. Yeah, and Eli's mom messaged me on Twitter the other day, pointing out a a fact that I had not quite. Um, had not quite realized. I mean, I knew, but I had not quite realized. And so we'll bring that up in the in the second, in the, the B block of the show, or the <laughs> okay. C block, I guess. It's like um, a nice vinyl. It's like you have an A and a B set. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So don't compare this whatever podcast is to a nice vinyl record. Those are two very polar opposites. Okay, we're like <laughs> the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts oh, Club. Okay. okay right. uh, anyway, so... Um, so we're going to have the interview with David, which I'll be recording this afternoon. Great kid. I'm sure lots of funny stuff to talk about. Um, and then when we come back, we are going to preview the uh, NCAA bracket, 
Um, just kind of the postseason. Well, we're not going to go too in-depth because obviously we don't know everything about every team. But right. then we will preview Maryland's game against Iona. Spoiler alert, again, that's who they will play in that bracket preview. And then just kind of look ahead from there. We don't, won't really have any pro turfs because MLS season is over. Zach Steffen is, didn't play in the international break. And so not a ton going on in that. So um, now go to the interview with Davikovic, who, as I said, it has been – a mainstay in Maryland's midfield. Um, when we talked to the guys and Sasha at the beginning of the season, they said that they could really see him stepping into a starting role absolutely. and and playing a, a big part in this team season, which he absolutely has and will continue to do so in the postseason. So we will now go to our interview with Maryland midfielder David Kovacic. So I'm now joined by Maryland midfielder David Kovacic. And David, thank you for taking the time to sit down with me. Yeah, no problem, man. Just ask me <laughs> questions. Sure. Um, so first of all, I know you and I talked about this a little bit the other day, but um, for all the people like that come to the games and watch and listen to the games, how do you pronounce your name so that everybody gets it right? Okay, guys, listen right now. <laughs> it's David Kovacic. David Kovacic. Good job. Thank you. Okay. Because yeah. um, it's a little more important for me because I'm the one saying your name <laughs> on TV and everything and on the radio and that kind of stuff. So it's settled. We all know now. Okay. okay. So um, you are from Slovenia. That's uh, right. You have not been in the United States that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of talk about growing up in Slovenia and you played a lot over there. What was that experience like? Okay. So I have to say that I grew up in a small village in Slovenia mm-hmm. and I had a bunch of best friends in my village. So time back home was really good we played soccer every afternoon like seriously it was this classic story when mom has to come to the beach and say hey guys it's night you have to go home <laughs> because we just wouldn't stop playing because we love the game and we also played i would say basketball a lot and in the summer volleyball but you know like soccer is the best sport i know so like we always play just soccer and i would say i started playing soccer when i was five it was actually because my best friend's dad was obsessed with soccer he wanted him to go train, like practice soccer. And uh, my mom was like, yeah, I can take my son too because he doesn't know what he wants to do, you know? (laughs) So I actually started to play with my best friend. And like, I kind of figured out that I'm good at this, you know? Like, that's what I want to do. So since I was five, I always practiced soccer. I always practiced like half a year, then one month pause, then another half a year, like one month pause. So I've been pretty busy with soccer all my life. It, when I was, I would say, 14, I was one of the best players on the team. So if I would go to vacation with my, fam- with my family, mm-hmm. my coach, two times, it happened two times, my coach came to pick me up, drove me home to play a game, and drove me back to the vacation. While you were on vacation, <laughs> yeah, in Croatia, yeah. Wow. It was like five-hour drive. So, yeah, <laughs> he really needed me, I guess. Wow. <laughs> it was fun, yeah, it was fun. That's funny. Yeah. So that's, that's when I was first time home alone for 10 days, and I was so scared. But really? Yeah, but luckily I had, like, my friends, so <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> so at what point did you start playing at a very high level over there? Okay, so I would say I always played the first division because my, my, cl- my uh, club academy is really good. So I've always played in the top gear of national soccer. But uh, I made the senior debut when I was 17. But also I started playing with them when I was like 15. So when, let's say, because when you're a kid, when you're 15, you don't have like soccer all the year long. Yeah. So you have like more pauses. And while we, I was in the pause with my team, the senior team always called me like, hey, you want to train with us? Like, mm. we know you're like, but they didn't say talent, they say, we, yeah. we see you have a, like, Potential. Potential, yes. that's right. I was, look, I was looking for that word. Yep, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> potential. So, like, we want to, like, try you out. We want to see how you play. 
So since I was 15, I always spent the preseason with the first team and also the off season in uh, winter. So I was practicing with them and played some friendly games. But yeah, when I was 17, I would say that some of the uh, best players in the first team were injured. So they didn't like kind of another players like Stefan. So they asked me like, you want to play? And I said, yeah, I mean, I don't see a reason why <laughs> I wouldn't play if I train with you every day. You know? yeah. So like since I was 17, I was always playing with the first team. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. so have you always been a center midfielder? Uh, when I was young, uh, I don't know how the system here in the US, but uh, in Slovenia, until you're 12 or 13, you play on half field. Oh, you yeah, play on half that's, field. that's about right. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. it's 6v6. Six six, so mm -hmm. I actually was also kind of a winger or maybe number nine. Yeah. But it was just, I would say, you know, just like de depends on event if like, some players were injured mm -hmm. if someone was sick you know how yeah. it's like when you're a kid you're <laughs> sick you don't want to go so yeah. if we didn't have enough players i played other roles but yeah mm -hmm. normally just sell them it yeah mm -hmm. and so you have a pretty interesting story about how you came to maryland because i know with like nicholas and everything like the coaches went and scouted him first yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing kind of explain okay, how you okay, got okay, here okay so uh it was actually like that that my mom she she like okay so I finished school and I had I w was entering my gap year mm -hmm. and I had no idea what I'm gonna do in my life <laughs> I just knew I want to play soccer but my mom was like one injury can change everything so like you have to explore your options what you can do in your life yeah. and somehow it just happened that I got a new teammate in my team and he graduated at Duke oh. so he actually told me how it's like to play soccer in college. Mm -hmm. And I was really interested. And like, first, firstly, of course, I asked him, "Can you get me into Duke?" Because it's the easiest thing to just ask you, ask someone, yeah. "Can you like help me get there?" You know. Uh -huh. But he he kind of helped me with it. But like, my grades were not that good, so I didn't even message Duke because <laughs> I I knew I I would not get into. Yeah. So what I did was just uh, went online, just searched for all the school, mm -hmm. and I found the uh, NCAA rankings, and I just took first twenty school and just message all of them saying what's my name what do i play send my highlights video and just explain my story and then say like yeah if you know if you want to know more about me you can just message me back yeah i mean like if it wouldn't work out i would probably just match another 20 schools you yeah, know and, keep and go, going keep list. going down yeah <laughs> but luckily uh boston college answered me and maryland answered me and unc also but yeah i was in serious talks only with boston college and with maryland hmm. Yeah, but I obviously choose Maryland because they're national champions yeah. last year. Yeah. And so what was the conversation with Sasha like when you were okay, trying to Okay, so it was really fun because first time he called me, I was so nervous. He, I picked up the phone call and I totally forgot that if if this is the call from foreign country, it's going to cost more. Oh. So my bill was so high. My mom was so <laughs> mad at me. She was like, what did you do? And I said, yeah, mom, I told you I was calling the American coach. <laughs> she was like, yeah, David, don't, don't do that. So yeah, like uh, she asked me a bunch of questions. I don't even know what because I was so stressed because he was just shooting the questions out. Oh, yeah? Can you play with your right foot, left foot? Are you good at headers? Can you shoot? <laughs> Can you shoot free kicks? Yeah. I was like, yes, coach. No coach. Yes, no, no coach. <laughs> oh, what are we saying? <laughs> I forgot what he was asking. So yeah, yeah. like he, he called me like pretty much every two weeks, like to just check on me how mm -hmm. I'm doing, and then uh, I guess we were talking for maybe two months, and then yeah, I came here for a visit, and since the visit, I committed. So. I was just with Maryland, and yeah, the process went very smoothly. It was, it went well. And so you came over here. What what month did you come over? Oh here? yeah, it was. I mean, it's not a bad experience, but I came on twenty first of December last year. Really? 
that means no one was in the yeah. college park. Yeah, nobody's here. Nobody's here. So I came here, J Jake Pace picked me up on the airport and he just <laughs> drove me around so I can see the campus. It was so big. We went around two times and I forgot where I was, you know, because it's so big. So, yeah. so many new buildings. So yeah, then I went to sleep in the hotel, which is pretty nice, by the way. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. And I was just kind of alone there. And the next day, uh, I was just hanging out with myself. I went to Target to see the college park a bit. Yeah. And then Jack Pace called me asking, yeah, listen, I don't know what to do because no one's here, you know. Like, So <laughs> do you want to go to Washington, D.C., see some sightseeing? Yeah. I said, yeah, like, you know, I like to see the world, how yeah. it looks like. So we just went to DC and just I think we we took a look of the monument mm -hmm. and uh, Abraham Lincoln, yeah, you know, the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, just this stuff. And then I came back and then I had a meeting with Sash, which was pretty much okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. like nothing new, you know, like because we talked about everything before. Yeah. So then, like, I was alone for the rest of the day, and I just remember I was so happy because I didn't have to stay up late to watch NBA. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was so happy. I was watching Lakers, and I was so happy last year. Yeah. That's awesome. Remember. Yeah, I can remember that. <laughs> and so what about, like, kind of making the transition from – had you been in the United States before that? Uh, I, I've been just once when I went to visit the Boston College. Okay. Yeah. So, so out, like, you never came as a kid, like, kind of no, when you were looking never, at colleges. Never, no. So what was kind of the transition, like, when you came to stay over here? You mean uh, now in the yeah, summer? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, uh, I was I was living all my life by, uh, at home, mm -hmm. so I had no idea how it's like to live by myself. Yeah. You know? So like when I first came here, it was not that I miss my mom because as a person, you know, like to be by my side, but I miss her because there was so many things I had no idea of, <laughs> like doing laundry. <laughs> I, I would say wash. I mean, I know how to wash dishes, but yeah. once I have to wash all the dishes by myself, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah. So I would say this, and also cleaning my room. Because my mom, I mean, I clean my room by myself, but mm -hmm. you know, like mom comes one month a month saying, yeah. oh, what is this? I have to help you clean, you know? <laughs> so here I have to do all by myself. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit different. But yeah, I would say me and Niklas, like we kind of came in at the same time. Mm -hmm. So we're just trying to figure it out, how it's like to live by ourselves, you know? Yeah. So yeah. We're doing, I think we're doing a decent work. Yeah. So, yeah. so far, so good. Yeah. So far, so good. <laughs> we actually we're learning how to cook right now. So, That's great. Yeah, it's great. There yeah. you go. Um, what about kind of adjusting on the field? Because obviously the European game oh, is yeah. very different than the college game. Oh yeah, I have to say this to all the guys who are listening right now. Uh -huh. It's very different. It's much more direct, and it's I'm not saying direct just in sense of playing forward, yeah. but also the running. Mm -hmm. You have to run much more okay. just because you. It's not. It's not like. Uh, Back home, let's say, we know we have 90 minutes, so you have to play around, you have to wait for your chance. And here, people get nervous if you're waiting for the chance, you yeah. know? They have, they want to have as many chances as possible and just score out of them. Yeah. And they don't care about how much you're tired. So in the beginning, uh, it was really tiring. Yeah. yeah. I had to just run a lot. Like, uh, I think I have to think, re like, quicker right now because yeah. of the pace of the game. It's mm -hmm. so much, so fast, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so different. you've kind of found your role in this midfield. Yeah. Um, is has there maybe been a guy like Cronali or somebody that's kind of helped you figure that out, or anybody uh, on the team? I would say that uh, all the guys are really nice guys. Like when I first came here, it's different if no one talks to you, if no one just like they don't give a shit about you because mm -hmm. you're a new guy. So I mean, at least back home is different, you know, spirit in the team because yeah. when new guy co comes, you're just like, yeah, who is this guy? Why is he doing here? Like, this is my spot, you know? Yeah. But here, like, I think just because it's college level, so everybody knows, like, yeah, I've been here for four years and leave. I know how it was like to adjust to this environment. So they just want to help. So all the guys were, like, pretty good, yeah. But I would say, yeah, Eli is 
our number 10, of course, and we all know that number 10 means something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he was helping me pretty much, but also Nick. It's so funny because I'm 20 years old, Nick is 19, yeah. and he he's helping me, you know, <laughs> like, it, I, mean, I don't mean in just soccer, but I mean like in general, yeah. like he's telling me, yeah, if I ask him a question, what do I have to do? He answers me and he gives me an advice, and yeah. then I think about it, oh my God, this guy is 19, now I'm 20. <laughs> How can he give me answer to question? I don't know. Yeah, you know? it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> also, Brian Padilla, my roommate, yeah. he like he helped me with so many things off the field. Mm -hmm. I would I have no idea of. But he's one year younger. And I'm, how, how can you do that? Yeah. So that was actually going to be my next question about Brian Padilla because oh, yeah. the game that he got injured in warm-ups oh, yeah. was a pretty big game for you, and you had a very nice kind of speech yeah. afterwards. I mean, I, to be fair, I don't know what I really said. I was just so <laughs> – like, to be fair, when he got injured, I was so sad. Yeah. I just – I mean, it's not because it was him. It's just because it's, like, it's my teammate who, like, suffered a horrific injury. Mm -hmm. it, it will take him, I don't know, nine months to get back, yeah. which is, like – pretty much whole year so I was just so sad and the fact I live with him like we're having fun on the pitch off the pitch and then just like in the blink of an eye I cannot like have fun with him because he has to rest he has to do his rehab yeah it's so hard so I was just when I scored this goal I just know that I ran to him and just say yeah bro that's for you and he was I don't know even what he said I was just yeah I did what I had to so yeah yeah that's that's how I felt in this moment and I did it yeah, yeah. So now we'll kind of we covered a lot of stuff on the field. Okay. And growing go. up, we'll <laughs> go to the to the fun questions. And so some of these might be different for you because you're just now in the United States. And yeah. so I'll start off with, um, do you have a favorite movie or TV show? Because okay. I yeah. know a lot of people. That's kind of how they help learn English too. Yeah, of course. When I was young, I was watching Don't Judge Me, Big Bang Theory. That's a great. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I watched it all the time because it was on national TV and it was actually in English. We don't have. Uh, like the voice mm -hmm. on the TV is in English, just the mm. subtitles is Slovenian. Interesting. Yeah, so I actually was kind of listening to it and not really paying attention, but I guess somehow I just learned some English out of that. Yeah. And also How I Met Your Mother. Uh -huh. It's a great show. Yeah, that's Nicholas's yeah, favorite, I think. It's my favorite too, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I mean, I really like Peaky Blinders, uh -huh. the English TV yeah. show. But I would say the last season kind of disappointed me. So <laughs> that's one I have not watched yet. I've yeah, been meaning to. it disappointed me. But I would say the what helped me the most when I was a kid it was computer games. Oh, I think FIFA and uh, Call of Duty. Uh -huh. I guess Battlefield. Uh -huh. All this because my my brother he's a huge fan of uh, shooting games. Oh really? So yeah, I was always trying to be better than him, beat <laughs> him in uh, like you know this uh, I know capture the flag yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, I always tried to have more points than him. He was so angry. <laughs> we actually fought about it. Yeah, it really? Was, yeah, it was fun. Wow. And even I would say I, I was always interested in like uh, foreign languages because. I mean, Slovenia is a pretty small country, so if I know how to speak Slovenian, which I obviously know because I grew up there, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean I can communicate to all the other guys, you yeah. know? So, like, when someone came, I don't know, you know, we have this exchange, yeah. uh, student exchange, yeah. even in uh, the elementary school, there were guys from Slovakia, guys from Poland. I have no idea how to speak Poland, Slovakian, you know? So, yeah. like, we just kind of spoke English, and it was <laughs> funny because we mostly sp spoke with our hands. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like, I think I learned some, you know? Like, uh -huh. Yeah. So do you have a major here yet? Have I don't have a major because I have, to be honest, no idea what I want to do in my life. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying new things, taking different classes. And yeah, yeah I hope I will I will get to know what I you want. Got time. You yeah, got time. Yeah, I got time. Um, so what about music? Uh, what are you listening to either before the games or off on your own? Okay, so I don't have specific, like, let's say, someone ha like to listen to pop, someone likes to listen yeah. to rock, but I don't have a specific one. I just like to... 
I just love the beats. So mm-hmm. I, my favorite DJ is Kygo. Mm-hmm. He's from Norway, I guess. I think so yeah. Yeah, and he has great tunes. That's yeah. how Luke Brown says. He <laughs> has great, great tunes. tunes. <laughs> great tunes. Yeah, I love to listen to him because the beats like really deep. It takes you away. Mm-hmm. And but I, as I said, I don't have a favorite one. So if I find the music good, I, I'm just listening to it. Yeah. I don't I don't yeah. care like who it where it came from mm-hmm. or who is the author. I just I just have to be familiar with the music. You know? Yeah. And so I know sticking with kind of the music when you guys were on the bus back from Penn State, oh, you yeah. had to do a little song. What oh. song? What song did you sing? Oh yeah, that's a funny story. So <laughs> we they said yeah you have to sing one song and put it in the group so we know which song it is. Mm-hmm. And we put first song in the group and they said after five minutes, okay, that's the song you cannot sing. <laughs> I was like, it's it's even harder for me because I know the beats, I know the lyrics, but yeah. I know I don't know the entire song. Yeah. You know? So. I was so frustrated because I put in I Want It That Way from Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah. And it's nice. That's a great song. Yeah, it's a really good song. It was in the show uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yep. That, that's where I first <laughs> heard the it. Line yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I really wanted to listen to, I mean, to sing this song. Mm-hmm. But then they said, you cannot, I cannot sing this one. So I was like, okay, it has to be Coldplay because I know some songs from Coldplay and mm-hmm. also Ed Sheeran. But Ed Sheeran, he has a great voice and I don't want to like... You know, bring the level down. Yeah. <laughs> so I just said, okay, Coldplay, the scientist, and I was awful. So they yeah. just stopped me and say, okay, just just sing to your first song. <laughs> and then the first song, I guess, it was pretty much all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So if you were to do a duet, if you were to sing with somebody else on the team, who okay. would you want to sing with? I would like to sing maybe with Chris Rindov. He has great voice. Really? He has a great voice. Wow. And then uh, I've been told that Paul Bean sings great. But I don't know because I haven't, haven't heard, heard him yet. And mm-hmm. then uh, that that would maybe a surprise. But Isaac, really? he sings good. I think he sings good. Interesting. Yeah. So what I would do maybe, and he raps good. So maybe you know these Eminem Rihanna songs. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, uh, he would rap and I would sing. You know. <laughs> so you're Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, I'm Rihanna. Yeah. I'm Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> and he's an Eminem. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, a lot of people have said that they think Paul is a very good singer, but nobody's mentioned Chris and nobody's mentioned. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, that's interesting. Okay, so if you if you guys who are listening to me right now really want to hear Chris Rindov singing, uh-huh. just go on YouTube, type Chris Rindov singing. He was, I think, five, seven years old, and he's singing a great song. Yeah, wow. he, was, he was great. He was great. We'll have to look into that. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> who, who would you say is maybe the worst singer on the team? The worst singer on the team. I mean, with all respect, Nicholas, sorry, man. Yeah, no, that's Like, <laughs> yeah, Nicholas was singing We Will Rock You. Yep. And he, he only... the. Only words he knew from the song was "We will rock you." <laughs> That's only only That's he knows. And the other was, yeah, he just didn't know. I was like, "Come on, Nicholas, you can do better than yeah, that." He, you know? he said he had a little bit of trouble. Nicholas, <laughs> <with laughs> so. boss. Oh, yeah. So, um, you mentioned that you went on vacation to Croatia and everything. What yeah. would you say is maybe the most interesting place you've ever traveled? Ever, I I said that to every person who asked me that. I think it's Sweden. Really. Because I went there twice for the Gotia Cup. It's the, by the way, the biggest cup in the, I think, in the world. Because we won in 2014 out of 182 teams. Wow. Yeah, it's been wild. We had like two games a day every day, and then three games a day. Yeah, it's oh been goodness. wild. Yeah, I know it's wild. So <laughs> we were, so, we played so good all the tournament. Then in finals, it was just like we switched off, but somehow we won on penalties. So yeah, it was great. Wow. And then you got a tour around the whole city, Gothenburg. That's if crazy. you know it, yeah, and it's so nice, Sweden, like so many beautiful lakes, 
forests mm -hmm. and just place to chill, you know, like to feel good. And the people are so nice. They just, they ask you, hey, you want to see something? Can I show you something? Yeah. Like you want to see the places? It's really nice. I guess just because the city lives with the spirit of the Gotia Cup, you know, because mm -hmm. I think it's happening for, I don't know, for, I guess, 50th year already. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, it's That's been a long crazy. time. Yeah. Hmm. So going back to your teammates a little bit, that was a very serious question. Now I'm going to go back to no, some, it's some fine. of the other ones. I like the transitions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so who would you say maybe has the best hair on the team? And you can say yourself if you want no, to. No, I, don't, no, I, don't I, I was not even thinking about myself. <laughs> has, has, you're saying the best hair? Best hair, yes. Like, okay, the best haircut on the team. Mm -hmm. hmm, I would say, okay, so I have two answers. The best swag is William James Hervey, okay. my roommate. And, and so and so, what do you mean by that? So yeah, we have some adults I've, that listen that I've, may not know what's Okay, I'm, I'm going to explain, yeah. <laughs> Will likes to uh, likes the the barber to make like, pictures in his hair, yeah, you know like what I mean? Yeah, design Yeah, design hair. So it's actually pretty good, but I would never do it to myself. Yeah. I don't know why. I just I just don't like don't it. Don't think but, you can pull it off? But if, no, never. <laughs> but if I see him on the pitch... Like I, I think to myself, oh, this this guy is a good player because yeah. he has a swag. He, you know, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's confident about himself, yeah. which I like about him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, the best hair maybe, Nicholas. Nicholas likes to to make his hair every day, like yeah. twice a day even. Wow. So yeah, I think Nicholas puts a lot of effort in his hair. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. Um, who is maybe maybe the most likely to, uh, oversleep, be late to something? Oh, crack. Okay. Everyone says that. I mean, I guess then it's true, right? It's, because yeah, it has everybody to be true says point. that. Yeah, crack. He's always late. He always looks sleepy. He always looks like he never slept. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a great guy. Yeah. We have fun with him, but it's so funny because he's always late. Yeah. Like even when I did, I haven't like uh, known him before, mm -hmm. and we had these uh, summer camps for the boys. Mm -hmm. And he was always late. Really? I haven't, like, I had never spoken to him, but I just knew he's a sleepy guy, you yeah. know, like, it was so funny. Yeah. Uh, who is maybe the messiest or just doesn't really have themselves, like, together? Oh, uh, I'm sorry, guys, for listening, but uh, I know I'm saying Nikos Neumann a lot, but yeah. it's, no, him. it's him again. You live, well, yeah. I, I live with him. Yeah. We share a room, mm -hmm. and I have to say, this guy doesn't respect my personal space. <laughs> really? Yeah, seriously. He leaves his stuff everywhere. Wow. Yeah, I swear. And it's not even that he leaves the stuff but it's dirty stuff you know wow. it's messy so huh. but uh, we're making progress i'm trying to teach him how to behave to me you know <laughs> and so i guess in a in a month or actually after the break i think he will get some things mm -hmm. so we live in harmony you know there you go but, we'll yeah. work it all yeah. out be peaceful yeah. um so i know video games are a big thing with of the course. team in your guys free time so are you one of the guys that plays fortnite I would say I don't play Fortnite, but okay. I play a similar game. Okay. It's called Apex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and old. I was so good at Apex, I swear. I had, okay, so the guys who played will mm -hmm. know, I had 77 wins in the first season. So, yeah, I was pretty good. And then I haven't played for two months, and I came here, and I don't have a PlayStation here or Xbox, but Brian has one. So whenever I can, I just ask him, hey, Brian, listen, can, can I, I play yeah, some yeah. Apex? He goes, <laughs> yeah, man, sure, just go, you know. Like, yeah. so, so what about FIFA? Because I know okay, that's a Okay, FIFA, we have a funny thing with Brian in FIFA because Niklas is too good. Yeah, Niklas is good in, at FIFA. Mm -hmm. So I always play with Brian and we have funny bets, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we play for like, uh, when maybe someone is matching a girl or something, uh -huh. we play uh, and then the the guy who loses has uh -huh. to give his phone to another guy so he can message the people. Oh, wow. <laughs> and yeah, it's fun thing because you're even more motivated, you know, like wow. you don't want to be the one. There's who, consequences. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> be the guy who gives the phone away. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Um, so I know you guys have a ton of fun together as a team. Is, is there any that we can say on air without getting in trouble? Is there any kind of like fun, funny story of somebody just doing something or anything that you think kind of sums up how, how funny this team can be? Uh, I w- okay, I would say our team is the finest team I've been in, mm-hmm. but I cannot say a story because it's either, you know, yeah. it's not... A little, a little personal. I, I cannot share it in, in public, yeah. or it's uh, too personal for some guys, so yeah, they'll, be, sure. know, they'll be angry. Yeah. yeah. So um, is there anything else you think we should know about this team, either on the field or off the field? I would say that we have great dancers. We have great dancers on the team. Interesting. I think Justin Gillen, even Eli Cronali, but again, the best is Sweden James Hervey. Yeah, this guy has some moves. I have to say, <laughs> this guy dances so good. Wow! If there's any new new dance like coming up, mm-hmm. either Fortnite, anything, he just knows it. Wow! Actually, maybe he doesn't know it, but when he first uh, sees it, he can just dance instantly. He dances. Yeah, that's crazy. He can dance. So yeah. Um. So you're going into your first college postseason. You've obviously played in tournaments and stuff yeah. before. But how is this one maybe a little bit different than the ones you've played before? The off season. No, the the postseason, the playoffs. Oh, the postseason. Like okay, yeah. I have to say the college game is uh, so tiring because it. I guess it was I don't know twenty games in maybe three months. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so much because normally we just have one one game uh, like a week. Yeah. Or maybe okay, maybe let's say two games in ten days. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's so tiring. I'm so exhausted. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think the title motivates us. Also, we just keep working, keep grinding, and I think we're in a good way. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Handshake. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Ludwig Lowdown with Brendan Hartlove and Tom Hindle. So once again, we'd like to thank David for taking the time to sit down with me. Um, Like we said, he has been phenomenal in Maryland's midfield all year. And he did kind of talk about the, um, the adjustment from playing the European game where he played for a long, I mean, his entire life. And then coming over here just the style of play is yeah. is so so different um and so that is kind of interesting that he took a little bit of time but now he's flourishing if if you will and that's um, something i touched on on my article as well he's just it's just a different it's a different beast altogether yes so speaking of different beast when i asked eric matslevich after the game when davidkovic had scored his first two goals he called him he called david a beast a quote slovenian beast Love that. which again one Love of the that. many fantastic quotes from eric matslevich um so we will now get into kind of the postseason preview um and like we said we're not going to go game by game in this bracket because no nobody needs that and um <laughs> no one wants that no, nobody wants to, you know no i mean I, if you're still with us this long i mean we appreciate that but um we're not going to ramble on about all however many games there are um so we'll start with maryland's side of the uh, no we'll finish with maryland's side of the bracket we'll we'll, we'll leave it there because i just kind of want to run through some of the other ones virginia the number one seed obviously maryland lost them two nothing at audi field back on labor day that's the one in the... Yes. Yeah, okay. I always confuse Labor Day and Memorial Day. I know what they are. I just confuse them once. <laughs> Memorial Day is in May. I need to see it spelled I out. Need, I need to see it right now. I'm a visual learner. Because Memorial May. Anyway, so Virginia, uh, number one seed. They will play the winner of James Madison Campbell. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Georgetown's number three seed, who Maryland, again, has played. Uh, St. John's is a 16 seed, again, who Maryland has played. Uh, UCF. 
Uh, Maryland did not come up against Washington. Maryland typically plays each year, but did not this season. Which is odd. Yeah, they normally lead off the uh, the season with them or somewhere somewhere in there. Uh, Marshall makes it into the tournament, uh, which is huge for them. They won their regular season title and their um, conference tournament. So that's um, enough. Uh... Oh, for sure. Um, and, I mean, one of my best friends is on the women's soccer team there, so I've been following them a little bit. But you have the chance at – I'm just pointing out interesting kind of like facts that or series sure. that could happen. Sure. You could have Marshall, West Virginia, because um, West Virginia plays Butler, and I think WVU will probably come out with that. Yeah. My dad played for WVU, so I'm kind of pulling for that too. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but you could have Marshall, West Virginia in Huntington, which would be very, very cool and, and cool. a pretty fun game. Um, Yale plays off plays against Boston College. Maryland played Yale this year. Yeah. Um, and you kind of get down to the other side. Uh, Stanford is a seven seed. Obviously, they perennial always, powerhouse. Always a good team. When the won what 16 and 17 national championships we were went back maryland to back. was yeah 18. they went back to back maryland's 18 yeah. so yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 16 yeah. 17 um yes so um new hampshire plays fairly dickinson not totally dickinson but just just fairly dickinson <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> that's the only reason i brought up that game Shut um up. so Providence, NJIT, Charlotte Mercer, none of those are actually relevant. But Penn State is the 15 seed on that side. And Clemson also kind of in that area of Virginia Tech uh, as well. Um, but now we'll move to Maryland side because that's what people actually care about. Um, and so uh, we'll start with the top because Kentucky plays Loyola Chicago. And the winner of that goes on to play Indiana. Now, there are three of the four Big Ten teams in the same um, kind of area of the bracket, yeah. which is – kind of ridiculous that they would do that yeah but, um so that is a very big possibility that big 10 teams could be matched up against each other now indiana had a viewing party in assembly hall for the um selection selection show, show which i thought it was a bit interesting because typically those selection parties for like the teams that you know Aren't really sure may if they're going to. Yeah, like Indiana knows they're in the tournament kind of thing. Indiana knows they were a top five, maybe top eight seed. Yeah, so I f that was that was a little interesting that they um, w would have that. But um, so it'll be Kentucky versus Loyola Chicago. Now, I will tell you from Connor Hines, who's at the Hoosier Network, was in town um, this past weekend as well. I told him, uh, Kentucky could be a tough game for you guys, and our road isn't easy either. He said, LOL, I described the vibe as very uneasy when Kentucky flashed in the screen. Um, he said they're all excited, but he thinks they're hoping for Loyola. So yeah. the Loyola, Chicago, the, well, fight, they played a the fighting game, sister jeans, if you, if you the will. fighting sister um, jeans. Yeah, so, I mean, Kentucky, especially like last year, you saw Maryland up with them in the NCAA tournament. They were fantastic last year. They lost a little bit of their firepower going into, into this year. But that could be a fantastic second-round game, Indiana-Kentucky, um, which you're going to see a lot of in this kind of area of the bracket, including yeah. including Maryland. But um, So Indiana is the five-seed. Um, and then you have uh, St. Mary's awaits the winner of California and UC Santa Barbara, the Gauchos. Go Gauchos. Go Gauchos. I have my Gaucho t-shirt from when we were out in Santa Barbara last year. I have a Gaucho's year. mug. Do you actually? Yeah, told the told the college. Oh, wow. Because Santa Barbara, not too far from home. Yeah. Uh, no offense to all of our loyal listeners from Isla Vista. Didn't really <laughs> enjoy it. Um, but still, you know, got a mug. There goes our listenership. <laughs> got, got a mug. Yeah. Occasionally drink coffee out of it. Uh huh. That's all I can tell you. Okay, cool. So go Gauchos. I mean, I 
it's difficult for me to like actually have like a rooting interest in this tournament kind of thing because I'm covering the tournament yeah. and that's a little bit frowned upon. But it's very frowned upon. Go Gauchos! Go Gauchos! That, that's all I can say. Um, but now the really interesting side of the bracket, I would argue, the most interesting kind of little corner of this whole yeah. this whole bracket because you have so many great teams in it, and so on the top, uh, Michigan awaits the winner of Notre Dame and Wright State. Not wrong state, but Wright State. Oh and my so God. <laughs> it's all I'm good for. Come on. And so Email um, thindle <laughs> at turpmail.umd.edu if you want Brendan Hartlove kicked <laughs> off this podcast. Uh, I will gladly step aside. <laughs> um, so you got to think Notre Dame will probably get the win there yes. um, over Wright State. Um, but Good again, team. but but again, this is one of those things where like you always look at like March Madness and how crazy the postseason is. It's really the same for college soccer. Absolutely. It's underrated Absolutely. pandemonium, if you will. Um, and so, but Notre Dame probably lining up against Michigan. Now we will get into our final little matchup of the bracket that oh, also yes. is our preview of Maryland's game because oh, yes. it involves the Terps. So Maryland will face off against Iona, as I already spoiled about like 20 times or something. Nice. Not that that's a spoil, but, you know, uh, tonight, Thursday night, um, November 21st, 7 o'clock p.m. And so um, they will face off against the Gales, which is I, I like that team name. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. But you are. Um, and so the winner of that will play Wake Forest down in Winston-Salem on Sunday at 5 o'clock p.m. Okay. Um, and so now we can kind of get into the preview of that game because that kind of rounds out the rest of the bracket. Um, and now we need to we need to kind of establish that we, as as people that cover the team and the team itself, are not looking past Iona. Absolutely. Because very fresh in their minds and in our minds – and in our hearts. And right in now. our hearts. And some of our hearts. See, if I had said that, you would give me a bunch of crap about yeah. that. About blah, 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 blah. But, no, it is Albany. Two years ago, first round of the NCAA tournament, losing in penalty kicks on a very cold Ludwig night um, that I was actually in the crowd for. That was one of the only time, one of the last times I've been in the crowd for, for a game. Nice. Um, and so now that I've moved into the press box, a little bit more things have been going good for the Terps. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, so y'all are welcome. But um, so, yeah, and it was just a incredibly disappointing performance. Now, it was part of that skid to end the season yeah. that Maryland had gone like, I think, 10-0-3, we said, before and then just lost the rest of the Tanked. season. Yeah, I think it might have been six straight losses. I don't have it in front of me anymore. But, um, oh, nope, I lied. I do. Um, so let's see. It was one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I was right. Um, six losses to end the season. And so, yes, Maryland was going into the first round of the NCAA tournament kind of without any momentum. They had kind of been on that skid for a little while now. Um, but it's very different this year. And I would argue Albany was probably a better team than Iona at, at the time. Um, yes. But I don't have the, the stats to back that up. Um, so, But now when we kind of look at Iona, they won their conference championship um, or their conference tournament. They did so in pretty impressive fashion coming yeah. back from being 2-0 down. Um, and so it's a team that Maryland cannot look past at all. Absolutely not. Um, so just just a bit of a bit of a scouting report, Please. if you will. Um, among the MAAC, is that is that what we're calling it? I uh, see. I wanted to call it the MAC. The Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. 
I don't know. Listen. You're the one that looked it up. Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Metro, yes. Because I know there is the MAC Conference, the MAC. Yeah. But then they toss this extra A in there, so I want to call it the MOC. <laughs> I don't not? know if people do that or not because I'm not very in tune with the MOC Conference. The but, MOC? Um, that's what I'm going to call it. So, I mean, just as a team, and this this is just stuff that – and you've you've got to bear in mind also that Iona is obviously facing a different, completely different schedule. Oh, Maryland yeah. and Iona have one common opponent, which I'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, Iona's second in the conference in goals per game, but leader in goals scored. They played more games than the first place team just because they advanced further in the conference Uh, tournament and scheduled a few more. Mm -hmm. They're second to last in goals conceded per game, which is a good thing because you typically want to concede fewer goals. Yes. (laughs) uh, Because, Because, get this. When you score more goals, than it is, it is statistically proven that the team that scores the most goals wins the game. <sighs> That's next level stuff. That's the quality of analysis I'm here for. That's next level stuff. Um, and to be honest, it's hard to highlight individuals considering we haven't seen too much film on them. I doubt Maryland has probably seen a ton of film on them. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, they are led by, by Mauro Bravo mm-hmm. from Madrid, Spain who has apparently spent a touch of time in the Atletico Madrid Academy mm. back in the day. Uh, but he has somehow <laughs> ended up in in New York. New Rochelle, New York or something yeah, from, like that? From, from, I don't know uh, if that's exactly how you pronounce it or from, what it is. But. From Madrid, as one does, yeah, ending up naturally. in a tiny Catholic <laughs> college. <laughs> it's the natural progression. You know, all the best <laughs> do it. But, you know, making slight fun of him aside, he scored 11 goals, including five game winners. I thought it was five goals, 11 assists. Nope, 11, no. 11 goals and wow. five assists. Wow, good for him. So I had he's, that yeah, he's a, he's a tricky little player. And when I say little, I do mean little. Yeah. He's, a, he's a small and kind of creative kind of guy. So that's that's really their main threat. Mm-hmm. And then Iona, if, you know, the, the thing you always want to know to be able to compare the two teams is who are the common opponents. And it just so happens that <laughs> Maryland and Iona have both played St. John's. Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting thing about Maryland's game against St. John's is that they were coming off short rest. Yep. St. John's was on a real hot streak, mm. and Maryland got that 1-0 win on an overtime header by, I believe, Brett St. Martin, Martin yep. correct, to win it. Iona lost 3-2 Saint John- to St. John's, mm-hmm. also on short rest, and did so at Queens. Mm-hmm. So away from home, 3-2 game, frigid Monday night. Kind of went down early, battled back, conceded twice more, if that makes sense. So they're down yeah, yeah. 3-1. Yeah. And then the 80th minute, won a penalty kick, mm-hmm. converted that. Funnily enough, they've won eight penalty kicks this season, which is a lot of penalty kicks. Yeah. Converted that. Kind of looks like from the recap and what I've been able to gather that yep. it was like a tight last 10 minutes. Yeah. Couldn't get over the line. Mm. But kind of, a, you know, an interesting game. And they played a really good defensive and hardworking St. John's team to a really close game. Yeah. So, and I know you don't really want to judge a season based off one game because this sport is inherently volatile. <laughs> but, you know, this isn't a team that you can disrespect. Yeah. And so, I mean, just playing devil's advocate a little bit, I, I, I understand the the um, thought in comparing common opponents and all that kind of stuff. I find it more relevant for, for like, Big Tens and in, in your own conference and everything. Because when you're looking at Maryland playing St. John's September 23rd, how much has that team changed since? Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. That was, that was the first full game without 
Or no, that was the game without Brian Padilla, I believe. That was when he tore his ACL I think that's when he tore his ACL in warm-ups of that game. And we didn't know until Eric Matsalevich said in the press. Spoiled it, yeah. Yeah, Spoilers from Eric. Yeah, so hey, when you you want good quotes, go to Eric, I'm telling (laughs) you. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that was right after a 3-1 loss to Northwestern, which did not happen again second time around. So the teams, both teams, I'm sure, have changed considerably since mid to end of September. Um, But, yeah, it is worth noting. Um, as you go into the postseason, because when we were, I don't know if I brought this up on the broadcast or the podcast, because everything is blurring together now. Um, <laughs> I, I think I was talking to Eli on the phone after Northwestern, the Big Ten tournament, um, and because five freshmen, they had five freshmen on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought this up on the podcast. Was it on the podcast? Okay, so I mean, I'll just do it briefly. He was saying essentially that. You, they were telling the freshmen, your first season is over. After the regular season, your first season's over. This is when, in the postseason, when you start kind of acting like you belong type of thing. And yeah. so this is, or when you do start belonging, you know what I mean. Um, and so that's kind of a big part of Maryland's team is kind of the the young guys that have come along and how many of them have come along since that game against St. John's Absolutely. On, on September And 23rd. I think I think the person that has probably come along the most is the one that you've just interviewed. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, he is been a huge addition to this team and kids only freshman so i mean he still has a lot of time ahead of him here yeah. um and so again not to look ahead of ourselves but um if maryland is to get past iona they would go down as i said to winston-salem to play at wake forest now if maryland gets the win thursday night we might try to scrape together an, an emergency an podcast emergency friday or saturday friday. podcast yeah um just to kind of preview what that would be because we don't want to get ahead of ourselves type of no. thing um and that was so eli's mom like i said messaged, messaged me on twitter and i've met his parents before they're both fantastic people um and so once the bracket came out she messaged me saying i'm paraphrasing because i don't have it up in front of me um not to get not to look ahead of ourselves but if maryland does go down to play wake forest malcolm johnson's older brother is a senior for midfielder yeah yeah Yeah. alistair johnson and so they would be able to face off against each other so i i was like oh yeah i hadn't hadn't thought about that so i tweeted that and credited her and everything um but so i mean a lot of storylines go into that one too but again gotta get past iona first thursday night tonight against um the gales seven o'clock p.m i will have the call on btn student U with my good friend andy wank who's on the women's soccer team who i really had to convince to to do color because all my other guys are 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 gone joe malfa can't do it zach solon can't do it ben curtis can't do it james mahoney can't do it max marcella can't do it i was not going to make you do it because yeah, I want i'd you love writing. to but i need to be right yeah exactly um and so uh matt levine dylan spolko will have the call on wmc sports um, both both great guys, and we were going to send them to field hockey, but field hockey uh, not able to to get it done. So they will do this game. They've both done soccer before, um, so they oh, will have God. the call there. Very good kids. Um, and so, but then I will be on on BTN Plus, and apparently, um, Iona's having a watch party for for this game. And I, I we were talking before that I don't think there's ever been a watch party for a game I've done before. Awesome. And if there is, I would really like to know what that is because oh, I'm not I'm sure what it would have been. Um, so, any any closing thoughts as we as we finish this out and go into the game tonight against Iona? I mean, you've keep your heads. Yeah. Keep your heads. It's it's difficult to to think that you've come on you've come out from a while it's not difficult to think you have come out come out of a draining loss against indiana yeah 
but you have veteran leadership on this team that's been here before. You've got a team that, when they've looked connected, has looked like they could beat anyone. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you've got a team that, when it looks off the pace, really looks off the pace. Yeah. It's a question of keeping your heads, not disrespecting an opponent that is probably going to give you a real fight, mm-hmm. a really confident opponent. And then, you know, we'll just have to see how the Terps do. But if but if they if they look confident from the get go, I don't think Thursday is going to be too much of a concern. But that is all I will say on that matter. Ditto. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you put it you put it very very well. Um, I think we'll probably see the the same Maryland starting lineup that that we've seen for a very long time, and it was the same starting lineup against Indiana. I failed to mention that earlier on. Um, so we'll have to see. I mean, it should be an interesting game um, for sure. Definitely want to keep your eye on. And then if Merrill does get the result, um, they will continue on in the tournament. And they have a very difficult road. We talked about they'd have to get past Wake Forest and then probably Michigan or Notre Dame, you have to think, either or. And then Indiana again. And then if you're able to get through that gauntlet of postseason powerhouses, then yeah. you're in the College Cup again, which is, again, in North Carolina, but carry North Carolina, not Winston-Salem. Very close, though. Oh, lovely. So, yeah. One thing I will point out, though, is that, like, and, yes, getting ahead of it, whatever, but <laughs> having to go to play at Michigan, potentially at Michigan and yeah. then at Indiana in the last two rounds before you – would get to the college cup mm-hmm. that is just going to be so much fun to watch yeah. that should that happen those big 10 teams again and those have been some enthralling matchups so yeah. you know it's a long way in the future well yep. it's actually not it'd probably it's be not, about but 10 it's days just, away but it's, it's going to feel like it because there's so many games you have to kind of get yeah. through and so many different possibilities before you can even so we say this a lot but for neutrals yeah what a game that would be <laughs> Or yeah. what, a couple of games. Those yeah, would be. for sure. It'll be an exciting postseason. I always say it's one of the best times of the year. You have college soccer postseason. You have uh, men's and women's basketball starting up as Just well. Just kicking off. Um, um, Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Jose you, Mourinho now at Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like we said, we don't really have anything pro Terps because, I mean, Premier League is kind of the only thing going on. We don't have any Terps in the, in the Premier League. I mean, the European League, you know. And Zach, Stefan, we talked about last time, dealing with a bit of an injury. So nothing really to report there, especially after an international break. But um, I think that will probably wrap it up for this mm-hmm. uh, recap of Indiana, interview with David Kovacic, uh, breakdown of essentially the entire NCAA <laughs> postseason, um, and then the preview of the match tonight against Iona. So, yeah. Tom, as always, thank you for your time. Of course, it's been a fun one. It has. It's been a long one. Um, and I thought we were doing really well about keeping it concise. And, oh, uh, well. We've um, only gone and done it. Yeah, exactly. So that will do it for episode 13 of the Ludwig Lowdown. Uh, we thank everybody for listening, as always. And it's been a lot of fun. And it will hopefully continue to be a lot of fun right here on WMUC Sports Radio. Your terms, your station. Thanks for listening to the Ludwig Lowdown. We hope to have you right back here for the next edition with your hosts, Brendan Hartlove and Tom Hindle. Thanks, everybody, and go Terps!